The Podcast Players and Brilliant High School proudly present The Gift of the Magi, an adaptation of the story by O. Henry, written by Kylie Shannon and performed by the students of Brilliant High School. The Bible tells us of the story of the gift of the Magi, gifts given to the baby Jesus by wise men the night he was born in the manger. They give him gifts selflessly, knowing full well what would happen to them if they were found. It is this selflessness through gifts that has given us the phrase, the gift of the Magi. Today we wish to give you another story, perhaps not so popular as the first, but filled with love all the same. We now find ourselves in a street one wouldn't cross lightly. Smoke poured from the rotted chimneys and decay clung to the houses. The residents were together only because they had nowhere else to go. But yet, there were two who stood out among the rest. They lived in a small, dimly lit, one-room apartment, eight floors up on 5 Henry Street. Mrs. Jim Dillingham Young, whom we shall refer to as Della, paced about the room as her friend, Alice, sat by the table. What am I supposed to do, Alice? It's Christmas Day, and I have still nothing for Jim. It's not too late. Jim will be working all day. You can still go out and get him something. I could, if I only had the money. All year I've saved up for today, and I've only gotten a dollar and 87 cents. I thought you had more. I did, at times. <sighs> but you know how it's been. Ever since Jim's wages got cut from $30 to 20 money hasn't been stretching as far. But surely you saved more. Didn't I hear you say only last month you were thinking you had saved enough to get him something nice? Yes, but then Jim's last pair of suspenders broke, and we had to get him another pair. It's even a miracle I have this, Alice. Bartering and going without necessities for a year, and only a dollar and 87 cents to show for it. Well, perhaps it isn't for the worst. You still have Jim. I've never seen anybody as in love as you two. The way he smiles at you when you come into a room. It's true. I sometimes think I love Jim more than I love myself. But if he were to buy me something, then I had nothing. It would just break my heart. Well, maybe you can give him a special surprise tonight. Do you have any dresses that are still nice? Sold them all to get wood for the fire. Oh, well, I suppose it doesn't matter, really. Even if you undid your hair, let it flow down your back. You know Jim would be happy. You know how much he speaks of your hair. Perhaps now, some clarification is necessary. It was true that the Dillingham Youngs had very little to their name, but each held possession of something that made them the envy of all of the street. Jim's was a fine silver watch, passed down from his family for generations. It was meticulously cleaned by Jim every morning and sparkled more than all the diamonds in India. Della's prized possession was no material thing, but that of her hair. It was so long it went to her knees and so thick it could have been worn as a garment. A deep chocolate brown, it also shone in its own way and was the envy of every girl on the street. <sighs> Would you let it down now, Della, just to see? All very well. It really is lovely. I know a girl on this next street over. She could braid it up for you into something special if you want. Thank you, but I really want to get the gym a gift. This year has been hard on him as well. You wouldn't even know he was 21 with all the lines on his face. I'm sorry, Della. If only I could just erase those lines for a night, you know? Just one nice gift. But what kind of gift can you get with a dollar and 87 cents? I don't know what to say. 
Wait, I have it. What? My hair. What? What about it? I could sell my hair. Oh, no, Della. It's so lovely. It's the only thing of worth that I have left. I could probably get something for it. It really is quite lovely. I'm sure you could, but it's your hair. But it's for Jim, so I'm happy to do it. In fact, I'm going now. You'll come too, Alice. It might be nice to have a friend. I'll go, but only because I think you should have a friend. I still think there are other options. I can't have nothing for Jim on Christmas. It's the only way. If you say so. With Alice still very much against the idea, the girls ventured out into the cold, Alice in her patched coat and Della in her holy brown coat and hat. The girls walked until they came to the place Della desired, a tattered building. It was not unlike the one we just left. On the front, a tattered dingy sign that read, Madame Safrani, hair goods of all kinds. This seems as good a spot as any. I don't know about this, Della. Maybe you should try something else. It's nearly two now. The longer we wait, the less time we'll have to find a present. You know Jim comes home promptly at seven. Well, all right, but I still think it's a bad idea. Up the stairs, the girls went into the third floor. With a quick knock, they were inside. Finally, the girls came face to face with Madame Safrani. What can I do for you girls? You sell hair here? Yes, do you come to buy? No, sell if I can. Let me see your hair. Madame Safrani took Della's hair in her masterful hands and weighed it, all the while wearing a stiff frown. Good quality hair. Fine color. I'll give you $20 for the whole of it. I don't know about this, Della. Maybe we should go elsewhere. It's a deal. Excellent. I'll fetch my wares. Della, I really don't feel good about this place. Can we just go somewhere else? I've already made a deal, Alice. And besides, $20? That's what Jim makes in a week. I'll definitely be able to get him something for that. We could go somewhere else. Maybe they would even pay you more. We haven't got the time. But shh, she's coming back. All right, girls. Are you ready? She's the only one selling her hair today. And I'm ready, as I'll ever be. <sighs> I can't watch. I'll meet you outside. We'll begin now. Let's. In an almost hacking motion, Madame Safrani took the scissors to Della's hair. Bit by bit, those beautiful waves of chocolate brown fell lifelessly to the floor. Della bit her lip and closed her eyes tightly, afraid of what she might see. After an hour, the process was done. Della was paid. Down the stairs, she went then to meet her friend. Della, you were in there so long I thought I'd never see you again. It did take longer than I thought. It's nearly 3.30 now. I hope we'll still have time to go to the stores before they close. Well, let's see it. Your hat's covering everything. In a minute, I will. Haven't even seen it myself. But we need to get Jim a present. Or all of this was for nothing. I suppose you're right. Come on, then. For the next two hours, Della and Alice scavenged the shops, looking for anything that might make the perfect present for Jim. Alas, everything was still too expensive, or wouldn't have been very pleasing at all. Soon the wind picked up and the cold set in. Shops were closing down and their owners were returning home to share Christmas with the ones they loved dearly. Disheartened and exhausted, the two women began to trudge down a lonely street. At that moment, they both began to wonder if all they had done had been in vain. I'm really sorry we couldn't find anything, Della. We did try, though. I can't even count the number of stores we went into. I, I suppose you're right, but... Well? Oh, Della, don't cry. 
You tried as hard as you could. No one could ask any more of you, especially Jim. I know. Jim won't be upset, but that which makes it even worse. What do you mean? We've just had such a bad year. Jim being laid off and having to find work, always having to save money away. He tries so hard, you know, and he keeps such a good spirit about him. But I know he's hurting, and there's nothing I can do. Della, I'm so sorry. I didn't realize it was so bad. But I don't know if a Christmas present could have changed that. I know, I know. But, Alice, I had to try. Jim, my lovely Jim, I haven't seen him smile in a year, you know? I just really thought if I could get him something wonderful, that it might be all right. Just for a second, you know? I understand. Oh, hey, Della, come here. What is it? I think I found it. What? Jim's present. Oh, you don't have to do that, Alice. I swear, look. What am I looking at? That watch chain there. What do you think of it holding Jim's watch? Oh, yes, I see it. Do you think it would look nice? I do. It's silver, so it matches the watch. And it's simple and classy, just like Jim. I really do think he'll love it. And he has it now on that worn leather band. He won't ever check the time in public now. He's so embarrassed by it. We have to get it. Come on. Hello, girls. Hello. Yes, how much is that watch chain in the window? Can't see how it will matter. What do you mean? Is it already sold? We're closed now, miss. Shut down early for Christmas. Oh, please, we have to buy this. Yes, we've been shopping all day. I'm sorry, but there's nothing I can do. The mister will go mad if I keep him waiting on Christmas dinner. Don't want to deal with that today. Please, ma'am, it's for my husband, my Jim. Sorry, can't help you. Ma'am, how much do you love your husband? What kind of question is that? Just answer it, please. Well, I love my husband a lot. He's always been easy on the eyes and makes a good stew. What more could you want? Ma'am, my friend and her husband love each other more than anyone I've ever known. You look at them, and you know they've found something the rest of us wish to have. My friend and I have been searching all day for the one gift that will make her husband happy because even though we can love them no less, when our loved ones fall into hard times, we sometimes need to get them that something extra to pull them through. We think we found the one thing to make him happy here, and we're begging you to let us have it. The one thing that will make your husband happy is a watch chain? It's kind of a long story. Please, ma'am, if there was only one thing in the world that you could buy for your husband to make his whole face light up, wouldn't you do that? Ah, <sighs> uh, well, it's not like I haven't any heart. Fine, then. Which chain were you looking at? That one there. Just so. That one is $21. I have $21.87. It's fate. Do I take that as a yes, then? Oh, yes, please. And thank you, ma'am. And Merry Christmas, ma'am. Merry Christmas, ladies. Merry Christmas. Oh, and God bless. Their spirits restored, Della and Alice raced home, getting there an hour before Jim was set to arrive. As quickly as they could, they prepared the couple's Christmas feast. It did not take long, they being unable to afford roast beef or turkey. Instead, a measly rabbit to share between the two, some bread, and a few chestnuts. All too soon, they were waiting around for Jim to be home. Della began to set curling irons on the stove, which reminded Alice that there was still one part of their adventure that had yet to be settled. Stella, we've been home near half an hour now, and you still haven't taken off your hat. Have I not? Uh, well, it's a little cold in here. It's roasting from the fire. Della, did you see yourself before? I said I didn't have the time. I know you said that, 
But you could have also been worried about me kicking up a fuss. That is something I might have done. Well, there's nothing you can do about it anymore. Let's see it. You won't say anything. Not if you don't want me to. Promise? Of course. Very well. Very slowly, Della removed her hat. It was worse than Alice thought. It was all ragged across her head in various lengths. She looked like a mistreated doll, and Alice couldn't help but gasp. Oh my. Alice! Oh, um, it's, uh, it's so different, but, um, but now that I'm used to it, I think it looks lovely. Really? Yes, I almost wish I had gotten my hair done, too. It suits me fine? Indeed. Why, before you had all your hair covering your head and your face. Not anymore. I was thinking of curling it. At least it makes it all look the same length. There's an idea. Here, sit down. I'll do it for you. It doesn't look bad, really, does it? No, no! You want pine curls, I'm sure? Yes. Try to make it look all the same length. I'll try my hardest. When Alice had done her best, they both stood to survey her work. Oh my. Yes? Tell me honestly now, Alice. No more fakery. Do I look all right like this? Well, the curling did make it all look the same length. Oh, I'm hideous. That's not true, Della. I look like an altar boy. A little bit, but in a very womanly, attractive way. What's Jim gonna think? What do you mean, what is he gonna think? Will he even love me anymore? Will he even like me without my hair? Della, you're being crazy! Now, this has all been well and good, but one thing needs to be said. Jim loves you, no matter what. He wouldn't have cared about not getting a present from you. He wouldn't have cared if he'd gotten a different present from you. And he certainly won't care about this. Jim loves you for you. He married you because he wants to spend his life with you, not what you buy him, nor with your hair. But you know how much he speaks of my hair. Hair grows back. What you did today should be enough for him. And if it isn't? Well, I don't know. The time. It's nearly eight. That has to be Jim. I'll go. But remember what I said. I will. But please let him still love me without my hair. Oh, I can't do this. Oh, Alice. I didn't expect to see you there. Sorry, Jim. Just on my way out. Merry Christmas. My God, it's Christmas, isn't it? We work so long there at the office. You wouldn't think we'd know any day. Merry Christmas. Jim? Della, darling. Where are you? In the wash closet. But just one moment. That's all right, darling. I'm sorry I was late. Yes, you're nearly an hour late. What happened? Business, I suppose. Private business. But I do have a surprise for you. I have one too. And I hope you're all right with it. What do you mean? Jim, you love me with all your heart, don't you? Not just a piece of me, right? Of course I love you, Della. Have I said anything to make you feel otherwise? I just really want to make sure you love me. You're beginning to make me anxious, dear. I wish you would come out. I will. It's just, can you promise me one more time that you love me? I always have and always will. Alright. I suppose I have two surprises for you, Jim, darling. My God, you cut your hair. Yes, I did. You, you cut your hair? Yes, I did it for you, darling. For me? Yes, that's the other surprise. I sold my hair to buy you this chain. You sold your hair? Yes, to buy this chain for your watch. Now you can check the time in public and not be embarrassed anymore. You cut your hair for me? I just... 
I know how you feel in the office with the other men there. You're always saying how they have gloves without holes and fine watches. I don't have all the money in the world, but I hope this could be something. I can see I've upset you. Hair grows back, I promise. I- Darling, darling, I'm not upset with you. I guess I'm a fool for acting the way I have. It's just, I've not been entirely honest with you. No? No, there was no private business today. I was late because I had to stop to get you a Christmas present. Well, here you go. Oh, Jim, these are the combs I've been looking at in the store on Broadway for ages. I don't say it a lot, Della, but you've been so good to me this year. You've always picked me up when I wasn't feeling myself and always made me feel a little more like the man I was before I lost my job. I just wanted to make you feel as important as you are. Make you feel special. Well, Jim, it isn't all that bad. My hair will grow back. And now you have a fine new chain for your watch. That's just the thing. I don't have enough money for them. So I traded my watch for your combs. You... you traded your watch? I'm sorry, darling. I really do love the gift. I... I can't believe you would give up your hair for me. I can't believe you'd give up your watch. That was the only thing of your family you had left. Well, I love you, Della. I couldn't stand to see you upset on Christmas. After everything you've done. After everything you've done, Jim. I couldn't see you upset. I love you, too. <laughs> We're a couple of fools, aren't we? <laughs> I guess so. But I really do love the combs, Tim. When my hair grows back, I'll wear them every day. And I love the chain, dear. I'll keep it in my pocket as a promise. When I'm successful again, I'll buy myself another watch. I could just sell my hair again. <laughs> <laughs> you always were better at money than I, but I see you have laid out dinner for us. A treat. Rabbit with some chestnuts. I'm sure it will be lovely. And so Jim and Della sat down to eat, sharing with each other their exploits of the day, laughing all the while. And when they retired for the night, although they were no richer nor better off than they were before, their hearts were more full than they had been in a long time. It is this that reminds us of the biblical story told long ago. Two people, foolish in their love for each other, sacrificed what they cared for the most in the world to make the other happy, only to find that the other had done the same. In the end, the present they received was greater than any comb or watch chain on earth. They found love and devotion to one another and pure sacrifice for love. In the end, they couldn't have been happier if the story had gone any other way. For what truly matters when giving or receiving gifts is that if it comes from the heart and is given with love, and given without the expectation of something in return, that is the gift of the Magi. We hope you've enjoyed this presentation of The Gift of the Magi by the Podcast Players, featuring the following students from Brilliant High School. Nolan Anderson, Narrator, Ashley Giese, Della, Emily Kennelly, Alice, Maria Cordero, Madame Soprani, Sammy Scharer, Shopkeeper, Dylan Rubel as Jim, Brianna Cavanaugh, Sound Effects and Production. All the students also helped in creating the sound effects for the play. The students of Brilliant High School performed under the supervision of Christopher Daly. I'm Randy Shannon, host of Podcast Players. We hope that you've enjoyed this episode and look forward to our next production.